92.7 WFNZ, 9 o'clockers. We made it. We made it to, well, it's probably just the start of your work day. But we made it to the last week for Mac and Bone, baby, or the last hour. What am I trying to say? Last hour of the week for Mac and Bone. You got a three-day weekend, too, man, for yourself. Oh, it's going to be business, though. All business, Bone, up in the metropolis of Kernersville, North Carolina, oh. for our soccer team's first club soccer uh, action. We have made the move up to club. We could be getting obliterated. I don't know how it's going to go. I could be getting out coached like a Matt Rule, but uh, it's going to be a fun experience for the team. We get to travel, stay in a hotel. We've never done that, so that'll be this weekend. Near where I grew up in that area. Yeah, not far from East it, right? Forsyth, East Forsyth High School. There you there. go. Not far from where our guy uh, we're getting ready to talk to is, right? Mag, I'm down to five drivers as I choose them at random here for my favorite driver of 2024. We're down to five. We're down to John. Hunter Nemechek, Ricky Stenhouse, okay. Ty Gibbs, okay. Ryan Priest, okay. and um, give me Hemrick's first name. Daniel. Yep, we got Daniel Hemrick left. And, and you know what? A little behind the scenes here. Daniel Hemrick was out of the running at one point, and then Bone tried to say, I'm going to cheat own. the system yeah. and try to get a guy back in here, and you picked him, and then it backfired. I picked a wild card at random to jump back in there, and that cost me Alex Bowman. You're going to be uh, guy, you're gonna be rooting for a guy running 25th every dang week, aren't you? God, I wanted to I wanted to choose your guy so badly. I wanted to give you a hateable driver so I could hate you during NASCAR. I lost, I lost Max Boyce and Kyle <laughs> wow. Larson at the same time. Oh man. Anyway. But, I, but John Huntersville, Nima Check and I, you know, that could be something, right? John Hunter Huntersville. He's, he's Hunter, look, what are you talking good, about? Good good prospect. That could be one you could well, hit your right. wagon to for. I'm willing a while. to work with a young man like this. All right, let's focus here. Let's focus on the task at hand, y'all. But it is good to have racing back. Duels were entertaining last night, and Daytona, weather permitting, should be fun on Sunday. We'll get back into the Panthers coming up. Uh, Albert Breer speculating about sign and trade for Brian Burns. You know we got to talk about that coming up at 9:25. But right now, let's talk college basketball. Let's talk Duke, UNC, State, Wake, everybody. Let's talk about. The ACC narratives that are out there as well. Josh Graham hosted a drive on WSJS up there in Winston-Salem. An all-around good guy. Grammy, what's going on, man? How you doing? Fine. I'll take Stenhouse. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Pass him Stenhouse. Although Stenhouse, you want bone, don't you? This, it sounds like. Josh, this, this reeks of me turning on a guy by about mid-March. <laughs> <laughs> just, get, just getting rid of him. Mac wanted, to choose, Mac wanted a guy he could rip that, so he could just yell at me over my driver. <laughs> I don't know if Mac's going to spend a lot of time on... Uh, Right, Mr. Ryan uh, Priest. Priest, yes. Yeah, that's not going to move the Priest needle. Priest is Priest. Um, uh, Grammy, let's talk about it, man. We uh, Steve Forbes was on. I know you're talking to him on the regular in Winston, but Steve Forbes was on with our guys Wes and Walker yesterday, and he said a lot of a lot of the same stuff that he has said about the the net ranking system and the way the Big Twelve has been essentially gamed the system, right, with all their quad four non conference opponents and the ACC. You know, doesn't have schedules like that, and how that boosts the efficiency in the net ranking. Um, is that the biggest problem the ACC faces, or is it a narrative problem? Narrative that's out there about the current ACC. That's a, is is it metrics narrative? What's the problem for the ACC? Well, it's th those things are related, yeah. um, Mac. I don't think it's a coincidence that we've been talking about the for most of the years of the net's existence. And this is not something we talked about related to the ACC all that often before that, but I don't think it is the biggest issue. The biggest issue I have, frankly, is talking about the sport altogether in the sense that there doesn't really feel 
and this is what people within the sport are talking about, there doesn't seem to be this pop with college basketball and the ACC as they're used to in the past. Like, people who cover the ACC and also cover other leagues tell us when they go into Big East buildings, when they go into Big 12 buildings, there's just a lot more energy, a lot more juice than what you see with the ACC right now. And I think that is one of the things you can look at your commissioner and say, well, is it also a coincidence that the three years we've been talking about problems with perception in this league just so happened to be the three years that Jim Phillips has been the commissioner of this conference. And the first press conference he did as the commissioner, he's talking about how football is going to be the priority and this is going to be a football league and all his actions are showing that you're just going to chase football money to every end. Now, we get it. Football pays the bills. It's, it's, you could say it's a survival tactic and all these types of things. But what the Big 12 and the Big East have taught us is there is still a lot of money available in basketball. There's a lot of value available in basketball. And I wish that this league would be promoted as such that basketball would still be like what this league is about. But all the actions behind the scenes say that from a financial standpoint, it's all about the bottom line. And that as far as the league is concerned, some in there believe that basketball is closer to women's golf and wrestling than it is to football in terms of the priorities. We're talking to Josh Graham on the Body Works Plus guest hotline, WSJS in Winston-Salem, on Twitter, at or X. I don't know what we call it, but he's at Josh Graham Show. As far as Wake's tournament resume goes right now, Josh, how do you assess their chances? Uh, Joseph Eugene Brackett of ESPN.com has mm. Wake a first team out. What do you think about that? Uh I think they're an NCAA tournament team unless they do something stupid. You look at the uh, final seven games they have in ACC play. They, right now, Bone, they have not lost a home game the entire season. They are 13-0 and at home. And the home games they have left, they have Duke, who they competed with very well earlier this week at Cameron Indoor Stadium. If Efton Reed didn't get in foul trouble, they'd probably win that game. They have Clemson at home. Those are likely to be quad one wins if you're able to get them on your home court. So you don't have to have to leave Winston-Salem to to do that. You, you should beat Georgia Tech at home. Um, and then you look at going on the road. They go on the road to Virginia tomorrow. Bad break with Virginia losing to Pittsburgh the other night at JPJ. I doubt they're going to start a losing streak at a place that had the nation's longest home winning streak at this time a couple of days ago. They go to Virginia Tech as well. I think 5-2 and two the rest of the way, which is certainly doable when you have a road game at Notre Dame and four home games left, uh, is very doable for Wake because that would have you at 13-7 and seven in conference for the year and also probably would be enough for you to get a double bye in the ACC tournament, which we know is key too. We're talking with Josh Graham, WSJS, Winston-Salem. Uh, Boney said it at Josh Graham Show on Twitter. We are reinforcing that. All right, we're, set, we're uh, hammering oh, that. A little, a little jealous. I, got, I, got, I got it in there first, huh? Yeah, yeah I wanted to be the, the hype man for Josh Graham. All right, I kind of wanted to be. Um, let's talk about UNC. I'm sure you've been talking a ton about the heels um, uh, because – they were riding high not so long ago, the 10-game win streak. And, yeah, they lost to Georgia Tech, but then they backed it up with the Duke win. And I think we still you know, felt they were riding high. And then since then, 
I mean, they've lost two of three. They've lost now three of five overall. Going back to the Georgia Tech game, the defense feels like it's regressed, Graham, from the elite level it was at during the win streak. Do you feel like this is a blip and Carolina can get things righted again? Or are you seeing, seeing real cause for concern here for Heels fans? I think it's a blip. Um, this is the ACC we're talking about. When the schedule expanded to 20 conference games in 2019-20, Every single ACC regular season champ had at least four conference losses. So this, what, what they're dealing with is completely normal right now. They still are in sole possession of first place of the ACC because they've played one more game than Duke and, of course, have the tiebreaker head-to-head in, in Chapel Hill. When you look at schedules between Duke, Virginia, and um, North Carolina, the Tar Heels have the easiest schedule of the three the rest of the way. They've played a lot of road games, so they'll get some home games, including tomorrow night against Virginia Tech, who's completely outmatched in the, in the post. Um, that should be a win for the Tar Heels going away. So I'm not all that concerned about it. I mean, it's one of those deals that sometimes you just got to tip your cap. This isn't the whack. This isn't Gonzaga working everybody in their entire conference. You, you go on the road, and sometimes teams have your number that night. And Syracuse, a month after they allowed 36, or lost by 36, pardon me, uh, in Chapel Hill, they shoot 63% from the field. If a team shoots 63% in the field, from the field on their home court against you, odds are they probably should win the basketball game. The fact that North Carolina was competitive in that game uh, and shot 48% in their own right, by the way, um, I, I think says something that at least they were dialed in. It wasn't an effort thing. Just give Syracuse their, their flowers and move on to the next game because North Carolina is still in very good position. Josh, are we getting to the point where NC State may need to start thinking about getting a fresh set of eyes at the head coaching spot? What do you think of, of Kevin Keats and, and the direction that could be headed in? Ooh. <laughs> Bone, Bone's been – I could tell Bone has been in North Carolina long enough to know how state fans are when it comes to their coaches. <laughs> no? are, are we about to Herb Sendak, uh, Kevin Keats? Is that what we're about to do? Kevin Keats yeah. didn't accomplish near what Sendak did, though, did he? That, Sendak that, made I mean, tournaments. Hey, that, that is true. I don't. I don't remember the the Sweet Sixteen run with Julius Hodge doing the NC State fingers. Hey, Herb Sendak <laughs> bored his way into some tournaments there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, we're we're not. I don't know if we're there, but we're getting close. We're we're on the we're on the highway. You, me, and Matt. We're on the highway. And Pack Pride. We got some Pack Pride people with us. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. The, the Pack Pride message board. They they they're the ones driving the the the, the car. We're we're getting close to that conversation. So Kevin Keith, I'll tell you something that could do uh, do him some good if uh, he goes on the road and wins at Little John Coliseum tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be mammoth. No, they, see, they need that badly, or they can you, they can pack you, the season you up. You can't do a little John. What's a John on the show, Matt? Give him yours. Yeah. If, am I the only person? I probably am. That any time Little John Coliseum is mentioned, I think about. I don't even think about Little John. I think of Dave Chappelle doing Little John yes. on the <laughs> show. I wish asking like if his elbow hurts. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you, man. I wish I did it. Did that. I'm not going to steal that from. But that's a good idea, little John. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Um, I believe it's called a Whittle John. 
Little John Coliseum. I thought they were. I thought yeah. they were Little John no, Coliseum. Did they John. change it and honor him? Little John. Could you imagine if the Clemson Tigers played at Little John Coliseum? So much cooler. That joint would be so much cooler, man. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right, Graham. We appreciate you, man. We always have fun. Um, you never know what sounds, noises, or songs will be sung when Graham joins us. Follow him at Josh Graham Show. Listen to him in Winston, WSJS. Thank you, brother. Appreciate it, man. Turn down for what? <laughs> All right, there you go. That is Josh Graham joining us here on the show. Uh, following up real quick, because I know we got to shut up, on the Sendek point. Sendek missed the tournament. This is, you know, in his first five years. But then his next five years made it every year and then still got fired. Kevin Keatsbone is on the verge here. If they don't beat Clemson, I think he can stick a fork in him. They're on the, he's on the verge of missing the tournament five of his first seven years. He's in that he's in that middle area where he's not a bad coach at all, but is he good enough for the moment of what they need? Is he just kind of plateaued a little bit? It's always going to be this way under Kevin Keats. Yeah, it shouldn't you be. You know, they have moments where they're, okay, they're good. Then it's, eh, they, he's kind of just They got some moments and, where they're, okay, yeah. How do I go? How do we go from that to this? I, I will say this: this has progressed because earlier in the week, I, I I don't know what you were doing. You were doing yeah 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 yeah. This segment is sponsored by Compassion International. Families in poverty are facing a global food crisis. Fifty dollars provides a food kit to feed a family for a month. Just text the word radio to nine seven six four six. We come back. It's the wrap up. Nope, it's not. We got one more. We're not there yet, are we? Oh, man, I thought we were done. Face yourself. What? <laughs> okay. Albert. <laughs> you got to get a break. <laughs> we were going to talk Panthers and T. Higgins and Brian Burns. Go to break, please, immediately. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20-milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta. And check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Sports Radio 927 WFNZ spent the end of the break there uh, watching one of the old Chappelle show skits. I mean, one of my favorite TV shows I have ever watched in my life. Um, and he is a damn genius. But watching his Little John routine, it never gets old, man. It never gets old, Bone Man. All right. Let's focus, baby. I heard a let's story focus. the other day on uh, Bill Simmons' movie podcast that Dave Chappelle was up for the role of Bubba Gump in 1994. What? No, yeah, I gotta stop so. that. Okay, no, I gotta. Dave stop Chappelle that. as Bubba Gump would have been an interesting. Uh, would have been interesting casting. Would have yeah. been interesting casting. Um, I hated what he went through personally for him, and I hated that the show had to end. Chappelle's show, um, uh, but obviously he's one of the most successful comedians we have freaking seen in our lifetime. Man, he's unbelievable. Um, you brought up Bill Simmons. What's going on with Simmons and McAfee? They want to kill each other, oh, man. Yeah, they're they're is, going at it. I, don't, I gotta be honest. They both about, they both uh, kind of annoy me. It's a ratings thing. About parlays and their and their different uh, gambling advertisers and par. I, I've not really followed. I, I read it. So I read it the other day. Pat McAfee took a shot at him for losing people a ton of money. 
because yeah. they listen to him on the Super Bowl or something like yeah. that. Yeah. I guess there was some sort of like previous beef because Bill Simmons had done some impression of him where he basically oh, yeah, called him an that. idiot. Yeah, I heard that. And uh, so then Bill, hearing that he's making fun of him losing people money and basically telling people do not listen to what he says – then brings up the TV ratings and says that everything on ESPN, all the TV ratings are trending up except for the NBA and the show that runs from 12 to 3. Oh, and okay. so, okay. there you go. I, I have to ask you guys a question because they both kind of annoy me. I definitely prefer McAfee. Yes. But even he started to annoy me a little bit lately. Your team McAfee floundered in this. Do you have a, do you have a choice, Bone? I've always liked both guys for different reasons. I've said it before. I've been reading or following Bill Simmons since 1997 before he made it big. He did he did a Digital City Boston website. So I've watched that dude, Mac, for nearly 30 years grow into what he has become. Literally, very few people knew him. He was a small writer for a website. I thought he was very entertaining with lists back then and kind of like what we do now. And he grew into this just media mogul. Have I agreed with everything he says along the way? Is he the same guy he was then? No, but I do have this long history of knowing Bill Simmons. I like McAfee, but uh, McAfee lately has kind of bothered me a little bit. He's got on my nerves more lately. So see, I've been more McAfee than Simmons lately until recently, but I don't know, man. I'm kind of, I kind of just have a longer history with Bill Simmons. McAfee is sensitive though about that rating stuff. I mean, remember that led him before to freak out about all the leaks and, and went off yeah. on Norby Williamson, one of the higher ups at like, I don't know, man, a McAfee, McAfee gets a little sensitive. And then he goes crazy. Also, McAfee's always constantly moving and shifting various things. McAfee is back on Monday Night Raw wrestling now. Remember, he was there. He left. He's all over the place. You never quite know. He's going to be on game day again, I assume. And then is that long term? Is the show going to be? It feels like there's it's all he's never settled. And it's always kind of like you have to follow him around and it gets exhausting. Yeah. um, And I don't know. Is he going to last at ESPN? I almost feel like this this will end badly at some point. I just have that feeling. But anyway. I'm down to three drivers, by the way. They're both 50 gazillion times richer than all of us. We have three drivers in the the ongoing uh, choice here. Oh, you mean the biggest sham known to man? is still left. Chase Elliott still left, and Kyle Busch is still. How about oh, that? Oh, weird. About I Elliott thought we said Bush earlier in the show those guys got eliminated. No, there was Max wild card out of the trash can choices. There's a, second there's, chance there's choices. There's a rule here that Mac could go into the trash can and put and two, back, two in. back in there. That's a spot have, that Mac is familiar with. So. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've, I've just, uh, dove in the trash can here pl- and plenty didn't of times. Didn't you eat pizza out of yeah, the trash yeah, can? Yeah, back in the old building. Old building, not near as mature of a version of Mac. Mac that wants guy. to yell at me so bad about Kyle Busch. Yeah, root for Kyle Busch, you dang We got three left we'll do it here momentarily all right so what we'll do is we'll do the nascar report yep. we'll do our picks for daytona and then you pick out your driver um that you'll root for you 2024 make, make me sick Lander is very upset at the controversy it's like a reality here. show when somehow <laughs> people get voted out they get back in there somehow <laughs> just make up your own rules right all right let's talk about what albert breer wrote about yesterday um and this is obviously a hot button issue is what to do with brian burns i think everybody believes he will be f- tagged But what happens from there, what should happen from there, is a big-time debate among us as Panther fans. But then to top it all off, he threw in T. Higgins as well, and that is one of the apples of our free agent eyes as Panther fans. So let's talk about both these situations with free agency, Burns and Higgins. Albert Breer wrote, Bone, of a few of the free agents that he thinks are possibilities to be tagged and then traded. And he mentioned Burns and T. Higgins – 
And yes, I did see earlier, Bone, we predicted somebody would text in and say, hey, how about we just tag them? They, you tag one in Cincy, tag one in Carolina, and then you trade each player. Um, what do you think first of Brian Burns, the Brian Burns aspect of this um, tag and trade? I, here's the problem with tag and trading, Mac. You're, who, the wind's above replacement here for Brian Burns. So even if you trade, wouldn't you try to, if you're going to try to trade him, do you have to trade him for draft stuff or another defensive end? If you're trading him for a wide receiver, how are you going to fix the Brian Burns spot here? Like if Brian Burns is gone, who's replacing Brian Burns? It would be great to have a guy like a, a Higgins or somebody. I'm not saying that, but you're creating a major, you already have a major problem at the other edge spot. How are you going to replace if you trade him without, I'm asking, I don't know. How does that work? You trade Burns away. How do you replace Burns? I, You've asked it a lot. I'm just saying. You could trade him away, get a first round pick back and pick a pass rusher. There is far from any guarantee he's as good as Brian Burns. That's the, that's For the, all the hand-wringing and complaining that Panther fans have done about that's, Brian that's, Burns, that's the rub here. our same fan base that complained about a first-bout Hall of Famer, Julius Peppers, and I'm not comparing the two. It's, it's, I'm not, it's a whole different stratosphere. But all I'm saying is, Bone, like, you know, you know the saying, you don't know what you have till it's gone. But with Brian Burns, like, he was a 16th pick overall of the draft. That's been a pretty damn successful draft pick, especially compared to some of our recent first-round draft picks that we're still hoping. We're still, you know, hoping on. I just think you run the risk. You were already one of the worst pass-rushing teams in the league, statistically. Uh, YGM and Haynes on the other side are both, you know, all right, but they're both free agents, too. I think you run the risk of really destroying your pass rush if you don't have Brian Burns. I think Burns has got better against the run. I think he has to be signed. I did float the whole Hassan Reddick thing. Like, uh, Hassan Reddick, apparently, you know, the Eagles have said, go ahead and try to find a trade partner. And Reddick said, well, I haven't asked to be traded. And then the report came out that he's asking for $25 million a year. Oh, and geez. we're like, well, that's why the hey. Eagles want to trade him, right? Eagles can, go, to, pay that. Eagles can go down to Georgia and find so another one, I another be, edge rusher. I'd be a that's, little, where they, that's where they do their uh, their defensive shopping. <laughs> that's true. I would be a little intrigued in Reddick. If you get, you know, trade Burns, you bring in Reddick. But $25 million a year for a guy that's like five years older than Burns? I don't know if I'm feeling that. I, in general, I am mostly about just keeping Brian Burns, keeping Frankie Louvu, keeping Derek Brown, keeping the difference makers on defense, and then using the other resources you have on offense. But I understand it. I understand the argument multiple texters are making, which is a texter says, Bone, um, uh, if you keep Brian Burns, though, how are you going to have enough resources to get weapons for Bryce? I get that rub, right? I understand that. You no, know? Matter, no matter what scenario and, and, and picture you paint here, it's there's going to be a hole somewhere on the roster. I don't think you can, in one offseason back, get this offensive line settled, all the weapons you want, the edge. It, something's going to have to take a little bit longer. It's like when Scott Fitter or Mac was getting the left tackle in Icky, then he got the court. You, I don't think in this offseason you can fix everything at once. You're no, gonna, that's... You're going to have some area where if they traded Burns or they got – not everything can be fixed. There's it's too, too much to there's do. Too many things. We're man. a damn two win so team. They could they could do a couple things here. It's not going to be a one year fix, man. Yeah, this uh, bagel guy says something about robbing Peter to pay Paul is, but you have to do it um, to know what Bryce is about. It's all about Bryce. Or Peter always get, gets robbed in this situation. I know. Why does why do we never take from Paul and give it to Peter? And what's Paul doing over there? Yeah, Paul's running a racket. He just gets someone to go rob Peter, and he gets everything. 
It's ridiculous. Paul's winning on underdog every night. No one knows it. God, it's so stupid. But anyway, um, I... But this is why Orlovsky says you got to wait till his third year. He Orlovsky is admitting you're not going to give him all the pieces in one offseason. To me, you have a top five defense built. You brought the whole coaching staff back. So let's keep that defense intact. And then let's work on the offense incrementally. That's what I would do. Plus, you can do caponomics. Like, Pat Tillis can do some work. Like, some of the stuff he did, the stuff he did to kind of get Chris Jones out of his holdout this this year and to put a Band-Aid on that situation, the Mahomes contract work. Like, he knows how to work, you know, some funkiness into a contract. Like, do some – let's Saints the cap a little bit here, man. Let's keep making, you know? the, keep making the defense good, get it great, and then the offense is going to come along because the offense is still going to be a work in progress. So, in that period of time, uh, let the defense carry this for a while, right? Establish that as a dominant force, and then the offense will come along. You need – let that defense start to help the offense, too, grow. you got to have one side of the ball. Uh, you can't fix both at once. The defense is really not bad at all right now. Keep them good. I'm on your side yeah, on this. Keep one. that solid the way it is. I Plus, mean, T. Higgins, Mac, as a texter points out, he's good, and he helps. Is T. Higgins a number one? For, he us, one, is he for us, he would be. He would be, but he also does benefit from that system of Jamar Chase as well. Yeah, he even has Boyd there, I too. Like a lot him. of weapons I there. I take him, but, I, you know, I, I'm, I don't All right. know. Let's talk about the T. Higgins. I'm making just noises right Let's now. Let's talk I, about the T. Higgins I, I, part of this. Let's talk about the T. Higgins part of this, because I thought it was interesting that both these guys were, were two that Breer mentioned as tag and trade possibilities, because I think we are, Panther fans are into both these conversations. Now, would you be interested, Bone, if Cincinnati tagged and wanted to trade Higgins? You don't want to put Burns up in some sort of trade for Higgins. Do you want to keep Burns and try to trade for Higgins? What, what's like? What's the market going to be on a Higgins trade? That's the thing. Would I, he I be a first rounder for Higgins? You can't do that. You can't. I, I'm just. They're probably going to ask for that at least. You have to. Is he worth a first rounder? Like you said, he's not even their number one. And there's a big difference too in them. And by the way, if we traded Burns for Higgins, don't we need? To, wouldn't we get Higgins and something else back? They don't equal each other, do they? No. There's a big difference too in the situations with Burns and Higgins because the Panthers with Burns, you look around and go, oh. The Burns is gone, and the yeah. agent knows this too. What What are they going to do? The cupboard's Cincinnati, bare. They got Jamar Chase and Boyd. They, they they're 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 going to move on maybe from Higgins because they've already got other dudes there. They don't they're not going to pay Higgins because Jamar Chase and, is coming. And that's why Breer says it's a possibility. He says because they got to pay Chase, they might be willing to cut bait, but they want to get something for him, right? So the tag and trade option would be to play. I don't think you can trade for a wide receiver bone because we don't have draft collat enough draft collateral as it is. I think you've got to sign a free agent wide receiver and draft one too, or you know, relatively early. But don't you think, like, you would have to pay a big free agent type contract for Higgins, and you would have to give up draft collateral or Burns in some of y'all scenarios. You can't do that. We don't have enough draft collateral bone. You've got to sign in free agency. You can't trade right because you can't afford to give up draft collateral and the big money, right? You just right. got to pay a free agent the money. As uh, I think. Marquise points out on on uh, the text line here, rather than giving all that up for uh, T. Higgins, why, why wouldn't you just try to sign Michael Pittman then? Like, are they that far off from one another? Pittman's twenty six. He's a free. You wouldn't give up all that stuff for Michael Pittman. So That's what would, my point is. It's yeah, got to be a free agent receiver. And Pittman's had years of one thousand eighty two, nine twenty five. 
last year, 1,152 yards. Not insane touchdown numbers because I think the quarterback. And not won. a big yards per catch guy. But he gets but a, a lot, lot of yards, catches. A lot of catches and yards. I kind of like the Ridley idea. I kind of like making a run at Calvin Ridley because he's a guy who averages more near that 15 yards per catch number where Pittman's down there around 11. I know he doesn't have the catches that Pittman has, but I think Ridley could be a guy that makes big plays for us. And you know we need somebody to make some damn big plays because DJ Chark was supposed to. He worked. He was like Santa Claus. He worked this year on Christmas Eve. That was the only day he worked. <laughs> Seriously. He's freaking uh, Charky Claus. The dude literally showed up to work on Christmas Eve and no other damn days. It's ridiculous. True. Yeah, I'd rather go the Ridley-Pittman route than Higgins. I don't think they're that far off from another, and you don't have to give up as much in a possible Now, do you like Pittman or Ridley? People got mad at me the other day because I said I would lean Ridley over Pittman. People weren't happy with me. A few, I, a few texters. I believe I'm a Ridley man. Although Pittman's not a bad, I take either. Don't get me wrong. I take both. If you, because here's the thing: we, you said it earlier. You said something that was the key earlier. Thank you. We need multiple. And by the way, we got to uh, work out all this NASCAR stuff in a second. Bones' uh, favorite driver has to be chosen for the season. But one last thought on this: you said in the last hour, you said we need different types of receivers, and that's true. So if you in free agency get a Pittman, then maybe go for more of a big play guy with the thirty third pick. But if you get Ridley in free agency, then you maybe go for more of a Lad McConkey, get open, slot yeah. guy. You know what I mean? Like just go, you know, use those resources, get two different types of receivers in each in each kind of variety. You know? What if I told you that's an ad for thirty for thirties? What if I told <laughs> what if I told you, Matt, there's a big physical freak in Seattle named DK Metcalf? That possibly could be had at some point. And we have 98 Seattle coaches, they too. That would be beautiful. There, there could be an A.J. Brown in Tennessee situation. There, If you just Google, we'll get some articles here. There's some contenders for Metcalf who could use Metcalf. There's a little bit of, you know, Mac, he had a little bit of an attitude problem last year in Seattle. You wonder if they're they're getting no Pete Carroll there anymore. Are they getting tired of D.K. and his antics, the contracts coming up? They're, D.K. Metcalf. Could be on the market here. And gotcha. we got going to have to trade Brian Burns to get the draft picks, though. That and, are, and we got eight Seattle coaches here. That's the only problem, though. I just, what Flounder said, I just gave up, a, gave a whole impassioned speech about you can't afford to trade for a wide receiver and keep Brian Burns. And now I want to trade for a wide receiver. But it is an interesting name. It is There's something the, to monitor here that if he if he pops free. What by the way, about it. we'll look at the Seattle free agents, too. I know some of the guys were doing, some of the Panthers Twitter guys were already doing it last night, like Colby Parkinson, the tight end, stuff like that. But with eight former Seahawks coaches on this staff, I do wonder if we end up with some former Seahawks, you know, as you know, as free agent signings. All right, Bone, let's do it. We got a lot of NASCAR to do. The 500, hopefully Mother Nature cooperates on Sunday and we get the 500 in. We got to do our picks. It's it's time for the NASCAR report right here on the Mac and Bone Show every Friday. Bone Man. All right, but before we do our picks, the real drama for yep. the race, the real drama is Bone. Yeah, drama. He's narrowed yeah. down the list. Pick your favorite driver. You've narrowed down. Yep. You've eliminated all the other drivers but three. And this is big for both parties here. This could be merchandising opportunities and appearances and all this with my favorite driver. So we're down to three. We got Gibbs, Chase Elliott. And Kyle Bush, Mac, I am taking out right now. Ty Gibbs is out. 
We are down Complete to you see it right here, Mag. I'm looking at you. I'm Chase Elliott and Kyle Bush, who were eliminated at 614. Chase Elliott was eliminated five times today, <laughs> and he's still here. But there's different rules to bring drivers here's, back. Here's the winner, Mac. Right now, it is. You're watching while I'm looking at you. One dropped. Winner's in my hands. It's fitting that the man they say I look like. I'm a Kyle Busch fan. Oh, Boat is a Kyle Busch fan. By the way, man. this is my third stint as a Kyle Busch fan. Have you rooted for him in the past? In, in the midday, I was a Kyle Busch fan. Was that just to annoy me? Because you said I looked like him and I should root for him. <laughs> I'm a Kyle <laughs> Busch man. Give me a Bush hat. I need a Bush hat. No, stop it. Don't say that. that that's a weird I love sense. it. That could have gone. That could have been worse, though, I'll for me. I'll say this. Uh, Denny Hamlin yeah, has... By the way, Kyle Busch, great guy. Mooresville guy. Disrespected a lot, I think. I would like oh, to uh, contest the results. I know that's a that's a uh, that's that's a topic that doesn't really like to get approached <laughs> to one of our previous presidents, but uh, I, I I will not accept the uh, here's the results of here's this. Here's the Flounder was so into this. He's Mac. so serious he, about it this. It should like, be could, Ty Gibbs. I kept saying, Mac, Ricky Stenhouse is involved in this at the end. He kept Unreal. saying eh. he would not acknowledge that Ricky Stenhouse was in the the end until Ricky Stenhouse got taken out for these guys. He said, "Oh, there goes Stenhouse." I said that was a solid pace. He's he a good play racer. the whole time. Until Stenhouse got... No. Mac went to the garbage can, stuck his meaty fingers in there, picked out Bush and Elliott. They got back in here, and it was on the up and up at the end. Uh, hey, I stand behind you, Bone. Go ahead and I root feel for that like doofus you, Kyle Bush. You're, right? you're mad that Kyle Bush and I have, have, re- have rekindled the plan. <laughs> all right, we got to do our picks real quick because we got to shut up here for a second. Uh, who are y'all picking? Flown, who are you picking to win the 500? Uh, I'm going to go with an upset pick. I thought he was uh, he, he raced very well in the second duel ra- last night. Denny Hamlin pulled up in front of him and screwed him, knocked him out of line. Michael McDowell will get his second Daytona 500 victory Good in the pants on fire. He's money there. Good pick. I was thinking about that. That's not bad at all. Who are you picking, uh, Bone Kyle Man? Bush. My guy. <laughs> but uh, you, actually, my actual pick. You literally have been rooting for him for 12 seconds. D- Denny Hamlin's my pick. Oh, God. Denny Hamlin is your pick? This will be Daytona win number four for him. All right. I, uh, How many championships he got, by the way? Still zero? Okay, just checking. I'm going to go Hendrick Camp. I think, okay. I think the Chevys are going to work together. Watch this shameless I'm going to go Hendrick Camp. I'm going to go William Byron. Willie B. Even though he's involved in that mess last night. Your guy's not really a great plate racer, so. I was up there in the mix. I'm going to go Willie B. uh, to win the Daytona 500. Honestly, you could pick a name out of a hat for your Daytona pick. It's it's so crazy. It's crazy. I'll be you know, trying to figure out who I wins may, that I rate. may hold a Kyle Bush viewing party in Mooresville. Okay, go ahead with that. Go I've ahead been a fan that. for him, Mac, for how long now? Now it's up to a minute and 12 seconds now. <laughs> and I'm going to stick I'm going to stick with this one for a while. There's been times before when I picked a I picked a soccer team out and I kind of, Mac had to remind me along the way who I rooted for. But this one's real right now. <laughs> Kyle Bush forever and always my man. When we come back it's the wrap up on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Displayed your what three dance moves? 
<laughs> Whoa. You haven't seen any of those dance moves before. Those are brand say, new. She, ask her if she's seen the belly move before. Jason Daniel. That deli, have you ever seen my belly take over? Jason. You've never seen that? Jason. Jason. The chunk? Jason. Jason. You've never seen me do the chunk? The only reason it looks like your belly took over, you were really hip thrusting. It looks like I was hip thrusting. Yeah, it looked like your belly took over because but you were wearing overalls. No, I yeah. was hip thrusting, but then my belly the, she's got took a point. over. She's got a point. Turned into belly thrust. Jason. Belly thrust. I've seen you hip thrust. Okay? Yeah, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> got three kids. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that was the new heights podcast i can't get enough of the kelsey brothers and the funniness and the silliness and uh i also find the dynamic uh between jason kelsey and that was his wife kylie there um i i find their dynamic to be very very amusing uh it's very similar I feel like to me and my wife, I'm kind of like, um, you know, a crazy fool and my wife much more reserved. Um, and I feel the same dynamic there. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, that's the kind of conversation I feel my wife and I would have. Yeah, you know? she's a huge part of the Amazon documentary that followed him around last year uh, around Super Bowl time. Um, she did not, Mac, become an Eagles fan because of him. She was already a diehard fan of the Eagles. So if you notice that she would not, did you notice that she was uh, at the game? She was wearing Cincinnati Bearcat gear. She will not wear anything other than Eagles gear, despite her brother-in-law playing. For, she only she will not do that. She will not stoop to that level. It's she also cr- apparently, I guess, like during one of the something good happened. I guess she had gone to the bathroom or she had went to get food or something, and she was out of her seat. So. She, the rest of the game, she removed herself and stood in the back of the suite and watched it on the TVs in the back. Very she did not superstitious. Return to her seat. A lot of fans can relate to superstitions the, the like that. The daughters a year ago when they were filming it said they were rooting for Uncle Travis in the game. She said, are we, though? No, we're not. We're rooting for Daddy. And she had to try to explain to them that you're not rooting for him today. <laughs> they were going against each other. you yeah, gotta, you got to pick Dad this time. Um, that's cool. Yeah, she's a fi- Eagles nut. Even Jason, who plays for the Eagles, was trying to convince her last week. By the way, it's okay. Family's playing in the game. You can put Chiefs gear on. They're not going against us this year. And anyway, she refused. I respect that. I respect a woman that's that passionate about a football team. Um, all right, so let's do this. The wrap-up. Let's let you know what's coming up tonight. We'll read some of these texts. We'll send you off on your weekends. Uh, Brandon Miller and the Rising Stars game tonight. Very intrigued to see that. I mean, I know it's a de- it turns into a defenseless dunk fest. But Brandon Miller on that stage is cool for us. Celebrity um, NBA game, too, backers. I looked at the roster. You get into that? It's I knew sometimes amusing. I knew five of the 20 people that were involved in this game. Oh, that's it? That's not a good field, then. Micah Parsons is playing. Uh, CJ Stroud's playing. Uh, who else was in there? I'm Bryce? To... Bryce not get a spot? No, so here's who we have. Oh, damn. Bryce was snubbed. IndyCar driver Connor Daly's in there. <laughs> Dylan Wong, actor. Willie Singh. Sir, the singer Walker Hayes from Applebee's song fame. Oh, okay. Um, and then we have Jennifer Hudson's playing, which Ooh. is a big name to play in this. Yeah, this isn't really doing it for me, Ron though. Ron Artest. These are not people I'm CJ dying to see who on Friday night. I'm telling you, I only knew five of the tw- yeah, it's not in there. Good. It's not good. Stroud and Parsons is interesting. See, Bryce, you know what? The Panthers' weapons and offensive line even costed Bryce a spot in this game. Because <laughs> that's why Stroud's there. Bryce's yeah. a baller, too. Yeah, they're both ballers. Yeah, and Bryce ain't there because of the offensive line, the weapons, and the coaching. Dang it. A new, uh, a new AA's in it. 
heck is Quincy that? Quincy Isaiah? Streamer Kai Sanat? There's Bas- no way these people are Basketball real. dribbling entertainer Jack Ryan? I guess he's a YouTube guy. Uh, this crew's shots. not doing it for me. I'm going to pass on this game. Uh, all right, let's get to some of the texts and see what we have here. This texter says, Mac, you say that your marriage is like Jason Kelsey and Kylie Kelsey. Does that mean Kylie drives Jason everywhere and does all the grilling for him? <clears throat> I walked into that, sir. I will I will not even be mad at you. Does right? your wife, Mac, ever gather the kids and say we're rooting for daddy today? Probably not, right? <laughs> no, I don't even think the, the my wife and the kids listen to daddy today. You know what I mean? I think they want to put music on on their ride in when she drives in the school. All right, let's see what we have here, Bone. Uh, this this was an interesting text today. I stream on the WFNZ app, and when the commercial breaks come on, there's a McDonald's commercial playing every 60 seconds or so, and the voice of the Hamburglar is a dead ringer for T-Bone. Do we have what? Do we have the audio? We have not received the audio from I'm this person. I am dying to know. There's people that stream out there that know what this guy's talking about. I am and dying people, to hear this hamburger voice. People may take that as an insult. I that would be one of my highest honors. <laughs> Ain't no it's, shame in sounding like the hamburger. When people compare me to Alf. I'm like, really? That's an insult. <laughs> oh man, we <laughs> we had we had Jorge Andres on from WBTV, former Sports Center anchor, uh, former a guy called NFL Action in a Super. Super Bowl for NBC Universal until Telemundo. He's now at WBTV, so he's down the hall. So we brought him in. He was great. People couldn't believe the energy he had. Bone, these are the people that he got compared to. I'm going to listen to the hamburger real quick. Okay. These are the people that Jorge got compared to on the radio. Jay Glazer, a poor uh, diet Jay Glazer, he got compared to as well. Is this Max Long Lost Cousin? Uh, that actually came out. Is this uh, uh, the late Gilbert Gottfried reincarnated? These are some of the uh, individuals. These are some of the individuals that Jorge got compared to earlier. He also on the got show. compared to Mad Dog, which is just Tony a horrendous Romo. comparison. Basically, anybody that screams, including myself, Jorge got compared to. I dug the energy. I dug the energy. Hamburglar. All I have from him is he's making noises here at one point. So I don't know the exact. It's like ad. a specific commercial, though. We have to get somebody so to it's record in that it specific... on the app, like screen recorded on your phone, and just send it to us, hey, and this, then we'll compare. This, this McDonald's character kind of looks like Mac a little bit. Oh, I'm sorry, that's a grimace. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Is that offensive? Oh, lovely, lovely. Similar physique. We both got a lot of. I got hair. He's got fur. I don't know. It could be something. Uh, uh, somebody also wanted to know how much Valentine's candy Jorge ate before coming in the studio today. I think that's all natural energy, baby. No, for, that's for Jorge. that's 100 him for Jorge. Just like and I don't I, need caffeine I to act him. like to, to act like a fool on our radio love show. Him so much either. All right, we got to get the heck out of here. James from Maiden's mad at Josh Graham too, but we don't have time. We don't have time to delve James into that. James from Maiden was mad at every guest the entire week. <laughs> he was. He was very consistent. We're out of here, y'all. Everybody enjoy the weekend. Good work out of Bone and Flounder. We'll talk to you. Be good. Ooh. Okay. Are they full of the crap or not? <laughs> you know? <laughs> what? Get the bleep out of here. Turns out for what?